Hey Patchers, I hope you guys are having a wonderful fall and uh, I, I'm telling you, I'm loving this weather. Um, you, can't, uh, you can't beat fall, but uh, I'm from Minnesota, so what can I say? Uh, this week on the Soul Patch Podcast, it's just Jack and Ryan. Kevin is on vacation this week, but he will be back for our next episode. Uh, so Jack, so uh, Ryan and I sat down and we talked about the, the topic of entrepreneurship. Is it possible to start a business in another country? Um, I mean, it's hard enough to do it in your home country, but what if you're teaching English and you, know, you wanna start some kind of side gig or you have a business idea what is what does that look like what are the possibilities and so this week uh, ryan and i talk about our experiences venturing outside of teaching and doing some uh, interesting side jobs and businesses and to varying degrees of success of course um, but uh, if you want to find out more about about those businesses uh, stay tuned to the episode so thanks everybody let's begin welcome to the soul patch podcast the other thing i was thinking about is both of us are quite entrepreneurial and i and i and the a lot of the foreigners that i meet in uh because I'm in like these like kind of groups, these these discord groups where I talk to like these other foreigners and they're always kind of amazed that we were that, you know, uh, that I was able to parlay teaching into other realms. And you've hmm. always done that, you know, and I don't know how much you no, want to divulge about that. I mean, because I don't want you to I like have to. Point, I mean, yeah, we we brought this up and. In the early days when we started this podcast, I know I I kind of shut down wanting to talk about one of the particular ventures. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, I feel I think I feel safe talking about it now. It's just been a kind of um, yeah. It's uh, it's still there. There's certain details and things that I I, I think we might be better off skipping. But um, oh yeah, yeah, no problem. But in general, I think I think I know what you're talking about. I've often uh get the either compliment or criticism it's it's the same thing someone says but it's like delivered with a different intonation and it's yeah. always um that i have either too many hobbies or i'm i'm doing uh lots of stuff it's either impressive or it's meant to be kind of like a, like an insult you know <laughs> i'm not sure right right and I, I would say there's even like a third a third <laughs> tranche or a third a third element to that and that's like the black pilled uh, foreigner who says that there's no opportunities in Korea. It's all bullshit. I got to go back home. You know what I mean? And there's like that thing. Yeah. And it's just like, wait a second. I don't actually th I, I think there are just as many opportunities to be entrepreneurial in Korea. As a matter of fact, there may be more oxygen in the room than uh, than America as far as just like you don't if if you're starting a business you don't even need to sponsor someone's health care it's part of the you're not spending one third of your day looking over uh insurance plans that you have to pay give your employee you know what i mean like yeah. it's just 
um, it's it's a totally different. It's it's a much easier kind of thing here. So I thought that might be an interesting idea of just to like you know, um, I it, I just don't want it to sound like we're bragging either. Like, oh look oh, how no, much I, I shit would, we did. I'm you not know, too worried about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, look, both of us have been here for more than. Geez, how many years have been? Almost there? twenty years. I mean, I've been here yeah, over twenty right. years. Yeah, yeah. So that provides that in itself. I mean, if the listeners can understand one thing from this, is that you know I've been here for thirteen. You've been here for almost twenty. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of time for things to happen. Like yeah. you're bound to something. Um, even going back to when I lived in America, I always enjoyed having little independent projects like Mm -hmm. um i play music so i played in bands and i never really was that interested in taking it super seriously people i played with were more serious some some of them are now professional musicians Mm -hmm. but they, they wanted that when we were in our early 20s for me i just enjoyed i enjoyed the the production process i loved um printing our own tapes and CDs and making the artwork, going on tour, those things were just fun. It wasn't um, a vision of like a career that I I necessarily wanted to do, but it doesn't have to be like music. Um, I lived in a, in a house briefly. (laughs) It's like a hippie house, you know, and we would do uh, like a breakfast um, bake sale thing on Sundays to, to pad out, you know, to pay the rent. Yeah. Um, I, took, I took the helm on that because it's just fun. Um, I've sold in Korea at one point in time. I don't know if Kevin minds talking about this, probably not, but we actually had a illegal, you know, little street vending thing where we um, sold smoked salmon just because we had built a smoker cryovacking the smoked salmon it was, it was, yeah, it yeah. was hot smoked salmon, like indian candy and so yeah the, just the process i really you know going to norianjin trying to source good good salmon yeah um uh learning about you know how to you know uh, cure the meat develop the pellicle and like building the the drum smoker and like all this and then yeah, it just seems like it's the logical next step is to share it and then sell it. It just that's sort of the kind of thing that happens. I'm I'm totally with you. I I think that's part I think that's like a liability and a and a virtue that I have is like I really enjoy the process. Um so the part of podcasting that I that I really love is probably not the actual doing the podcast but i love creating the icon and the art i I love the process of uploading it editing it uh putting it all together packaging it and then seeing it as a complete piece of well i guess a piece of art i mean for lack of a better word or a product you know um and uh and yeah but oh, sorry i was i was gonna ask i was gonna segue to something else continue oh no I, and i was gonna say i'm not sure if that if the podcast is even if if the if that's even where the juice is i i i might feel the same way if i were 
sitting on a, a, a porch whittling sticks into figurines and then bringing them, setting up a table, setting up my figurines, getting my little money box in the, you know, state fair, and then just seeing people enjoy <laughs> what I made and getting satisfaction yeah. from that and purchasing it and getting validation for I got I got to bookmark this thought and come and see you in like fifty years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, maybe the long beard whittling, long beard whittling, whittling sticks. I mean, it's it's weird. Like like I I think there are creative types, and I think that that word gets. Um, I mean, I guess we could we could start right here because this is really the kind of crux of what our conversation might be, is um. I think creative types often get conflated with the arts. And I don't mm. know if the arts is necessarily, I, I don't know if that's the tent un, under which all creativity exists, or if creativity is a much larger tent and art is just part of, of, of something that fits underneath that large tent of creativity, because that's, that's you, a, that's a yeah. philosophical question, right? So like, mm -hmm. I mean, you could parse it a few different ways. Maybe it'd be pretty safe to say that things that we normally, you know, in our contemporary culture and language refer to as art, those are things that um, go head first into expression. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if they're expressive, you know, that that's like an artistic thing. It's got to be uh, especially personally expressive. Mm -hmm. uh, it has to be like this, this, um, subjective voice that's really obvious it comes from that person that person is the artist whereas someone who's um building just really nice cabinetry or uh frank lloyd you know, right become you know yeah right. well it, then there's like yeah there's like there's gray areas like this yeah but i mean like um yeah people that just enjoy the the labors of creating things i mean i don't know it's not necessarily the same i i, don't, I feel like there you could parse it that way but not necessarily it's not necessary mm -hmm. i prefer to think that, like i like to tinker i like just to do stuff i'm mm -hmm. you know i'll go a year two years where i'm just really excited about painting pictures i think from 2016 to 2019 i was drawing a lot i had a student um, I had a student who came to my tutoring sessions and she was one of my students from one of my classes. So I knew her and she brought, um, I know I'm pronouncing it wrong. Wacom tablet, Wacom. It's a, it's like a black square that you can draw on with a stylus. And oh yeah. I, painting a video. lot of my, my art students have those. They're a little bit expensive though. But uh, and, and yeah, they're well, specific, she, yeah, for for art students. Yeah, so she had yeah. one, and she she let me try it um, in the tutoring session, and I I was kind of laughing like, wow, so cool! I've never done digital stuff. I didn't have like an iPad or any stuff. She's like, borrow it. And I was like, ah, you know, what if I break it? She's like, it's cheap. Just borrow it. So I felt responsible to try to produce something because she yeah. lent it to me. Right. So. Right. And I sucked with it. I mean, I had it like on an angle, so I couldn't quite. I mean, I did. It took me forever to figure out how to use this damn thing. Yeah. But uh, I managed to um, create something that I I liked, and in the process, I discovered that I actually really liked using the the stylus and the digital setup. 
I went and got an iPad just because it seemed like an easy thing all in one. They just had, you know, the stylus and everything. Yeah. And I went, I went uh, pretty serious into just digital drawing and painting for a few years, but now I'm not doing it like at all. I don't think I've drawn anything unless I needed to sketch out something for, you know, like laying out furniture in a room. I, I haven't done anything like painting um, digital or otherwise really in probably over a year. Yeah. And that's okay. I'm doing something else because I'm not like an artist. I just like to do stuff. Right. And I, I think that's the difference. I mean, I think there are, I'm trying to think of an example of a, uh, you know, a brilliant guitar player. Um, you know, let's say the Chili Peppers, John Frusciante probably spent uh, the age of 12 to 20 in his room seven hours a day practicing scales yeah. you know i mean just you know what i mean it was an absolute obsession uh to mm -hmm. the point of uh, yeah and 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 for me i i i'm not wired that way i get into mm -hmm. something and and then i need to move on to something else and you, you know what i mean like i and and i i think maybe you were similar way like you you get into the drawing and then you just feel this kind of compulsion to like okay i want to spread my wings in a different way and Let's try something else i think it's how we ended yeah. up out here maybe you know, so there was opportunity but that's true also yeah. the idea of things being kind of episodic i think i really enjoyed that and i see that among not all but a lot of teachers and especially teachers that have the opportunity to teach in higher education like we do mm -hmm. i see um i think there is a correlation between having a semester schedule where you get two months of no classes in the summer and in the winter yeah and so you have you know like your semester it's a show it's a show and every week mm -hmm. there's a, a part to the show and it's developmental and you're linking ideas and you know and when you get to the end you do the exams you do the paperwork there's closure it's episodic yes. and yes. Look, at, look at teachers look at look at teachers that um that i think appreciate that system or they get something out of that that closure and moving on to the next thing you get people like uh george who is featured on this podcast already? I think I missed. The yeah, we we did interview George. He's uh, he also wrote a book recently, so we'd like to uh, talk to him about that. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got to get him back. Um, yeah, but George is a great example. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, George takes interests and in things um, and can shift his focus, and still, you know, taking things to completion. So, like, you know, he finished that book. He's. Uh, avid adventurer every break he gets he's planning ahead because mm -hmm. he's going to make a trip i am going to you know like his book he's riding his bike through ethiopia that's a thing i am doing mm -hmm. i'm going to ride my bike through mongolia it's, you know thing i'm going to do and he you know plan it all out and again it's it's like an, an episode but it's not just his adventuring or writing a, a book he's um oh he's very interested in finance i've had really great conversations with him about finance um it's gotten me interested take my uh my savings investments a little more seriously um i noticed this among mm -hmm. people that have the the school schedule and it doesn't really need to be um 
higher education. I think it's the same if you're teaching uh, high school or anything, as long as it's not uh, an academy or something or, or private tutoring where it's it's never ending. It's infinite because every every month you kind of just repeat the pattern. Oh, um, yeah. For for those of, of our listeners, that, you know, that don't know about what the Hagwan system is, the Hagwan system is basically you enter and it goes as long as you can handle it. Like there's no, <laughs> there's a vacation. Well, yeah, there's like a two, getting... like a one week or a two week vacation, but essentially you're right back to square one teaching the same book. And to me, that was um, just the way I'm hardwired is soul crushingly painful to a degree that I just can't, I, it's hard to articulate because there, there's no end and I, for me, I just need a beginning, a middle and an ending, you know, like, I don't know well, that, that, like, yeah, yeah. I think that's why like holidays were invented, you know, like <laughs> to, to give people this, this feeling of like transition, There's but even something. if you have a large vacation, let's say you're working for any job and you get a month off, right. That's fine. But if your job doesn't give you progress, if you don't feel like you're growing towards something, well, that's like, yeah. you know, it's like a factory job and that's okay for some people. Some people don't mind a factory job. Um, and I think that's what a lot of like, you know, if you're teaching at a academy here, um, that's probably what you're doing. You might be taking a student through a process, mm -hmm. you know, um, maybe there's a series of, of units you're trying to get through or concepts. Well, that if if you enjoy this kind of episodic way of working and creating, that's probably something you're drawn to. And you know what? You're probably going to be a better teacher because you're focusing on progress. That's but true. if you're yeah. doing something where... Like I went to a Korean hagwon, good hagwon. Um, I I learned a lot. I liked it, but every day was pretty much the same. The I ended up leaving after a year because the teachers would just allow new people to add to the room, so it was like drop in. Yeah. So you were seeing new people every week. Um, and so the lesson was a lot of, it was a lot of redundancy. It wasn't really, there was no pattern to it. And the teacher- You weren't building something. You were building something, anything. But the teacher was, yeah. yeah, the teacher was kind of uninspired in that way because it was just like presenting the same show over and over. Um, I learned, I learned quite a bit there. So I, that's why I say it was a good class, but I don't think it's the best way to run a class. I don't know. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. And uh and we'll, we'll we'll try not to keep this uh you know too teacher centric um uh, as, yeah. as some of our our listeners might not uh be educators but um you know what what about the entrepreneurial uh aspects of of living in korea like you um uh, you said you you mentioned before i don't know if we were recording or not um you were you had a, so a salmon smoker and so <laughs> You decided to like, why, why waste it on just like, you know, using it in the house, you took it out on the street and you actually, um, you guys it's were selling kind of an, salmon. I'm kind of curious yeah, about the story. No, yeah. It's kind of a no brainer. I've seen other, um, there's a coworker, uh, probably shouldn't name names because of, uh, you know, maybe legality things. I don't know. Yeah. She sure. would sell homemade jewelry. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, um, I think there's an opportunity when you're in a city of like 10 million people. So, okay, Kevin and I, we decided that we wanted to build a smoker. 
And so we went to Shindong and we bought like a big oil drum and had it cut and had mm. a propane element stuck into it. And I had these propane tanks at home for a totally another reason, these huge <laughs> full-size right. propane tanks that I was using for a different project. <laughs> yeah, Maybe yeah, yeah. we'll talk about that project. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we were smoking different things and the salmon came out just so nice. And we had a cryovac, you know, sealer just mm-hmm. to preserve, you know, after we smoked it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were just, I was we were just kind of like looking at the packages and I was like, damn, these look professional. It just kind of looks like something you buy in a store because it's cryovac, you know? Yeah, sure. And it was just as easy to make more. You know, it's the same amount of effort to make, you know, 10 times as much or, you know, something like this. So, yeah, we we loaded up. I had an igloo cooler, and I just loaded it up. We made a, I think it was made out of like jeans. Yeah, it was like jean material. We painted big words "Salmon Brothers" on it, and then we would go downstairs <laughs> to the bars, you know, around crawling time, and we just it was like a I don't know what price point we, we put, but it was just like salmon five dollars, like a lemonade stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it all it all sells you get a pile of money on your lap and it's just fun it's just fun oh, i yeah. like i like the feeling of creating creating money versus like the earning of it i don't know why that's a weird way to say it yes but hourly work doesn't doesn't like uh work for me i like to feel like it's um creating it i guess that's that's fun yeah i i know exactly what you're talking about propane (laughs) (laughs) well it's the it's the (laughs) entrepreneurial aspect of it is is like you're right i i think you're a creative type and um but you're also cognizant of the fact that um even creative types need to eat you know what i mean it's like it's not um, you know, just because you were selling it doesn't mean it's not creative. You know what I mean? Like, I think some people well, think, yeah, I didn't make it. I think it sounded like it wasn't like, a, I mean, you're not going to get rich on selling salmon and that's not exactly a career concept. Sure, it sure. was an idea. It was never a vision to do that. But the idea that you could take that money and then you could use it to buy more salmon, to try another project, to do more. And then, you know, you could pay for the smoker. You could, you know, um, it's just kind of fun fun to be like hey i i pulled this into existence that's mm-hmm. the feeling you know like i mean as dumb as it sounds this little little thing but yeah maybe we paid for the the hardware you know with the the profit and it's kind of it's kind of fun it's like hey we just created that thing yeah yeah no i i totally know what you mean and there's a there's another aspect of this too it's like i i used to think like I, I used to listen to the the Joseph Campbell quote, which was follow your bliss. He used to say that. Um, and uh, I do agree with that. I mean, I think that if you, you know, I do believe that if you, if you find something that you really love to do, you'll never work a day in your life. You know, that, that, uh, you know, I think Working that, for <laughs> yeah, that canard, uh, it, it, I think is actually has some truth to it. Um, but I also think in the same respect, there was like, um, my wife and I, um, uh, you know, about 10 years ago, we made the decision to purchase a building, which was, um, it was a, a kind of convoluted situation where we had to sell our apartment and then give that money to the building owner and then absorb her mortgage and then that mortgage mm-hmm. became our mortgage. And so then we were kind of like in that situation where, man, we got to work, you know, like we got to pay this mortgage down. Um, 
we at the at the bottom of the building there was this there's a, a commercial uh, uh, floor, and uh, we decided to you know pull the trigger and and make a coffee shop. Um, and um, I I don't know anything about coffee. You know, you could give me the taste test. You know, like Maxim. You know, in a cup and uh, a fine Italian espresso. And uh, yeah, they, I want I wanted to ask you about this particularly because yeah. I, I remember you mentioning you had the commercial space. Mm-hmm. So was it just? I mean, there's so many coffee shops in Korea. It seems like it must be a pretty safe way to go. Is it just that was just the basis of the decision, or was there some specific reason you didn't go with? Like I don't know, you could make a, a little Johnny Jump or something. I don't oh know. yeah, no, like you yeah, could... you, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, there we're right across from a oh, school, really? so there are certain zoning regulations of like what we could have and what we couldn't have. We could have a Pyeongwe yeah. Jump, but there is literally a. Um, three Pyeongwe Jums, uh, sorry, three convenience stores within like a stone's throw away from our, our building. So it would just uh, be saturating again, the market with like way too many of those things. Um, and so there was also restrictions about like a school had left. It was a hagwon and the city hall said, you can only have a b c and d in here like you can't have another school you can't have this or that and so we were left with like very few uh options and what we decided was um a muin cafe that's where and again a lot of uh our listeners are probably um you know punching the table or right now saying you know that's not a coffee shop how dare you it's sacrilege you know and uh mooing for our listeners who don't know means that there's no barista so you just uh stick your card in and the ice the cup falls down you put the ice falls into the cup you just do it all by yourself it's self-serve so there is Hmm. no overhead for listeners that aren't listeners that aren't in uh korea or a big city i'm sure it's in other places um the quality of of automated systems like this they're getting really damn good yeah it is getting better yeah yeah one of the ones in my there's a building that i'm i I teach in they put in a new unit just last year um I look forward to getting that coffee and <laughs> right. sadly upstairs there's a there's an actual cafe with like four very busy baristas um their coffee's worse I have to say it it comes from a <laughs> damn touchscreen it's and it's better actually it's I'm telling you if uh, I'm going to I'm going to sell a product right now right now um 2 days Go ago yeah you know here at the house uh my girlfriend and I we just got and we our old espresso unit, we had a DeLonghi, it finally just died and it was so dirty. And she's <laughs> like, all right, pack it up. We're getting a fully automatic system. So this yeah. is a system. You push the button, grinds it the beans, out a cappuccino, whatever. And I was yeah. so I was against it. For me, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have some nice yeah. control, temperature control. You know, where's the artistry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I love the cappuccino that thing. Makes. It tastes so good, huh? <laughs> so, <laughs> it, it is awesome and it, it's clean to, it's easy to clean up it's touch button yeah so Philips Philips uh latte go I expect to uh receive a royalty check yeah I'm, I'm it's it's the- it's in the mail I think um uh, uh, in that same really, really in the same vein <laughs> I we actually before we had our coffee shop I bought a uh I bought a German 
one, actually, oddly enough. German makes one called Melita. And uh, I've been okay. waiting for that thing to die for, you know, the Germans, man, the, and German engineering. It's just th- that thing's going to outlive me, you know. Um, but uh, it's, you know, you hit a, you press a button, it grinds the beans, it compresses it, it puts the hot water in, everything. Tastes good to me, but, I, you know, you have a much more refined palate, I think, for uh for coffee i i'm i'm an ignoramus (laughs) (laughs) it's cat yeah we're we're just we're just in it for the drug you know yeah what's the um if you don't mind me asking like what's the the overhead not in numbers if you if you don't want to say it's fine oh no it's okay so like upkeep or something like that because you don't have to pay any employees you yeah, we don't have to pay any employees. You have to you have to buy like you know the overhead would be like cups and 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 coffee and uh, lids. But, but what about the what know. about the lease? Because you own the building, oh, so there's no lease. So we own the building, so there's no lease. That's the the nice side That's is crazy. yeah, it's yeah. all it's all ours. So you know P- Peter pays Paul, <laughs> if that makes sense. You yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, going, going back to just general um, entrepreneurial things you can do in massive cities, like this would be a cool example. If you've yeah. got a little footprint, little space downstairs for me, I live in, in the market. Um, there's this little dark space between two of the buildings in the market where it's covered. It looks like a little cave. A woman just popped up there and she's selling like tweak him and duck bulky and stuff and she's oh, like nice. she's like just yeah. shadow there i wonder if you know that's just some you know it's like all of 10 square feet but mm-hmm. maybe she owns it and it's like hey why not i could like flip this and make a buck there yeah. was did we talk about the cruffle girl in a different episode the what one more time cruffle girl cruffle no no okay I, I, tell me about yeah, this. this is something that my girlfriend told me um yeah all right. So a phenomenon going on in Seoul and Korea and maybe in other places. I haven't seen it. I haven't traveled much in the last three years. Cruffles. Does this word mean anything to you, Jack? Cruffle. Uh, did you say cruffles or truffles? Cruffle. Okay. Croissant, I know what waffle. a truffle is, but that, that sounds like you need more than just 10 feet truffle. to. Uh, okay. With the pigs, you know, smelling out the truffles. No, 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 and, no, 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 no. Okay. A cruffle is a croissant waffle, so ah. you can you can make them at home. You know, like uh, Pillsbury Doughboy things. You can you know just it's bakery that you you take out of the freezer and you slap in the oven and boom, you got cinnamon rolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love those. Yeah, yeah. Can right? Okay, so you can buy in frozen bag uh, croissants that are frozen, and then you just put them in your oven you get these nice buttery croissants they're actually yeah. not bad i hate to admit it they're, they're actually good so what else you can do with them uh someone figured out is that you can take them out let them i think you have to thaw them out first girlfriend's making them here she's got the uh, waffle iron you put the croissant raw onto the waffle iron and you put that on the stove uh. and you get a waffleified croissant so yeah. it's super buttery super rich because there's so much damn butter in a croissant or butter flavoring, which is probably these things. Hydrogenated and, cooking uh, oil. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no way it's <laughs> right. I mean, maybe it is. Who knows? So, so, so <laughs> this uh, trend has kind of hit hit Korea. And 
there was this i thought we had talked about it, it must have been something she showed me you, you might have mentioned this before i i may yeah. I, my memory is uh is is awful i thought it was an, i thought it was an article that i was reading so i thought maybe it was something kevin had brought so anyway this girl she in her little 100 square foot apartment so like five pyong apartment okay super efficiency it's like mm-hmm. living in a in a truck dorm room smaller than a dorm room right she starts making uh cruffles and she wraps them up nice like in a little brown paper bag and she starts selling them to people in her building now she lives in a building with um i mean i don't remember all the details but you could imagine like the average apartment buildings here like 10 to 20 stories Mm -hmm. so she's like one of these buildings um one of the efficient buildings so she puts up little flyers and stuff and is able to sell her cruffles and then the business picks up uh i don't want to miss misquote the article but the general picture of it i have of it is in my memory she's now working with tech bay so delivery drivers so guys show up with a little, little motorcycle which is a really mm-hmm. common thing in korea delivery yep. super cheap here yeah yeah so if you like you if you have a package you need to ship in korea you don't have to go through a post office or anything you just call um tech bay which is like basically a dude on a scooter and he's got like you know limited amount of space on a scooter but you can use that for shipping stuff like my girlfriend does it for her company but he'll weave in in and out of traffic and get you there asap so yeah so she she starts working with the little scooter drivers to uh take a grip of cruffles to another like office building yeah um she's running this whole thing out of her 100 square foot apartment and she was clearing like six figures it just insane it became wow. her career <laughs> like how long that lasts i don't know but how cool is that i think that's cool because you can do that in the density of a city like this you're not going to pull that off in atlanta i mean it might work for a little little bit someone will just rip you off you know unless you trademark it yeah well that but i'm just saying the density it's you know where did that catch fire it it caught fire because she did it in her own little building there's enough people there to be like damn this is nuts like i could just keep on buying these frozen bags of of uh you know croissants and just keep on going with it yeah so I was just trying to uh, think of now. Now I'm doing the math in my head. I'm like pancake and uh, croissant. D- doesn't roll off the tongue. Croissant. You're going to try to make. Yeah, it's not good. That's not, <laughs> it's good. That's not, that's not gonna. It's good. not gonna fly. It's not Brandon. Croissant no, doesn't no. sound too good either. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, sounds like when you leave a waffle in your pocket. There's some yeah. ruffle in there. Just... Oh, pocket waffles. There you go. A snack yeah, for later. Sound good <laughs> just this <laughs> kind of grease spot, just kind of coming through your pocket. You know, yeah, all the butter. Sounds like an insult. <laughs> pocket waffle. Um, pocket waffle. The the funny thing, the funny thing about this, like you know, just entrepreneurship in in Korea that I ap- appreciate is, and 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 maybe this this transcends, you know, Korea and go and is everywhere. Is that. I, is the older I get, the the less I'm inclined to believe the product, like what you're actually doing, is is where the 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 passion and the excitement comes from the business. Like the the product mm-hmm. is almost irrelevant in 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 a way, 
because you're, you know, you're, you're, you're doing something and you're, this business is starting to take off and you're, you're, you're finding some success. That's almost as energizing as like, whether you're selling croissants or whether you're selling t-shirts or whether you're selling guitar parts or whatever, it may, eventually you're going to get bored with whatever the product is. You know what I mean? Like it's, I, I don't know if you can be totally passionate about some widget for for the next 30 years but the fact that you're the ceo that you're you're calling the shots you're you created this and now it's successful Mm -hmm. i think that's something that's very much overlooked or forgotten this in this day and age you know we get way obsessed with like what the product is and it's actually i think people just want to feel they they want to feel competent they want to feel successful and the what the product is is almost a byproduct of that feeling i, I don't know if you'd agree with me or not i'm i'm, I'm wondering if and you I've, I've never owned i've ran some things that are kind of like quasi businesses but i've never owned you know a business i've been around people that do mm-hmm. uh, currently and i'm hoping we can do this in a future episode in maybe like two months from now yeah yeah, currently um my girlfriend myself we have a team where we've developed a company um we got our first round of funding and it's going very well but i'd Mm -hmm. like to do an episode about it once we launch maybe a little promo type thing but in that situation i'm watching i'm working with people that have done a lot with business and creating and i can say from observation at least that does seem accurate i think anybody that creates um that widget and then if you're sitting up in the c-suite you're looking at the next thing you're gonna like once that 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 pattern's going you know um who's the guy that i'm trying to think of like an example like mcdonald's was the name ray crock yeah right ray Um, crock uh yeah 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 so yeah i watched that the movie last year it was like kevin costner damn good movie but um you, or, or batman it was, was uh uh michael keaton kevin michael keaton kevin costner they kind of look the same <laughs> yeah they? they're the same generation yeah. yeah yeah in yeah. my memory they look the same. sorry i didn't mean to call you out there but that that movie like a lot of movies that would feature you know that subject it's going to focus on the development of that one thing mm-hmm. but i think once you you know you create it and you now have um businesses making the hamburger you have the product it's working then what are you going to do well, you're going to focus on the franchising you're going to focus on the next layer the next layer yeah and yeah maybe you hit a point where there's just not something else to do with it so then you just kind of offload it you know, and then whatever type of capital you can graph that you use to deploy into a new project to try something else. Right. I, I think, again, I don't know. This is like way above I, my I, We're rate. speculating, <laughs> of course, but I, I don't think Ray Kroc was like a hamburger aficionado. I think it could have been hot dogs. It could have been burritos. I mean, for him, it wasn't the product. Was, burritos. It would be so great if we had. To, <laughs> I know. That was yeah, like but... the dominant burritos. <laughs> yeah, I'd be happier. He screwed us um what about the i i i love this conversation but i like to uh to uh channel kevin here a little bit and pull it back to uh korea a a little bit more 
are there are do you think that there are entrepreneurial opportunities in Korea or is this idea and I and again I, this is kind of a loaded question because I'm I I already know the answer and I already know your answer but um is is this idea that uh you know uh the only thing I could do in Korea is teach English that's it you know there's no they they don't have any that's other absurd, opportunities right? Yeah. I don't. I've not, I don't think I've ever sworn on this channel, but I'm going to swear now. That is fucking absurd. <laughs> okay. If you okay. think that, then like I don't. I can't even help you. Like that is <laughs> fucking absurd. Like right. if you're teaching here at any capacity, you're okay. Even if you're you're working in a job teaching, maybe you're with like YBM or something where you just they you have no choice. They're just going to load you with hours. You mm -hmm. have no choice. They want you there. Uh, 60 hours a week. All right. Let's say you want to try something else. Find a different job. Come on. You can yeah, find yeah, a yeah. job here in, like piecemeal if you want to. I have a friend who for years, uh, he just wanted to be able to um, experiment with life and travel and do different things. Didn't have the interest or the, uh, I don't know, the, I don't want to say acumen, didn't have the, the interest or the desire to uh, try to get a different type of teaching job. So he just found a system where he found a couple of hawk ones that would take him on, let him go. Um, mm -hmm. Work and then travel, work and then travel, work and do his thing. Oh, yeah. You told uh, me about that friend. Yeah. Because his, yeah, his, yeah. Because the juice for him was kind of like he needed the beginning and the end. Like he, he, for him, yeah. the, 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 Seasons. the perpetual never ending idea was yeah. so soul crushing for this 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 guy that he yeah, just so, wouldn't have made it right he just wouldn't have been able to yeah. stay you so know it becomes seasonal so mm -hmm. you can find ways to find time is what i'm saying okay bam now you got time that's like the number one thing you're gonna need to yeah. be able to get along um you need money okay uh two of my friends that opened one of the first and most popular breweries in the microbreweries in Korea, they did something like this. If I recall the story correctly, when they came to Korea, they decided they wanted to have a business. They had mm -hmm. a different targets, what they wanted to try to do. They were exploring different ideas and their goal number one was just to save a shit ton of money. So what do they do? They went pedal to the metal, took up every single opportunity they could doing teaching. Because you right. can teach seven days a week if you want to. There's private lessons you can do. People will pay you 50 bucks an hour to sit with their kids and work with them through a workbook. Yep. So they just went crazy. I think it was almost two years. Boom. Now I got a nest egg of money. Okay. Dial back the teaching. Dial back the hours. Now I got time. Now I got money. You know, I think the hard part, if you want to try to build something here, is navigating um, legal things, right? Because yeah, it's, yeah, linguistic yeah. Issue, it's a language issue. Uh -huh. But there are, um, oh, when I was more serious with one of the projects ages ago, we we took it to the level that we went to, I think it was in Gangnam, the Seoul Business Center, International Business Center. I don't know if you have the name of it. Um, but th there's there's help for foreigners that want to try mm -hmm. to create something. And it's um, a lot of the lawyers, they have the free legal advice. Like we're not mm -hmm. talking, you don't have to walk in there. It's not like America where you got to walk in and they're going to say like, uh, yeah, that'll be $400 an hour for a consultation. I mean, they're, they're, they're here to help you as, as a foreigner. Mm -hmm. There's, there's a lot of, uh, it, 
I, I don't know what the word is, like infrastructure to assist yeah. you, you know, um, what's legal, what isn't legal, what can I, you know, um, it, 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 it is possible. There, there, there is a, advice there. So. Yeah. But if, if you're, if your objective is to come here and to teach at least part-time while trying to experiment with other things could be artistic things. You want to, you know, play in your, Oh, I had some friends actually, uh, years ago, there was a group of guys that I knew. Um, I think they were from like Nova Scotia, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And they were, and again, I don't want to say names about, you know, people's permission. Oh, no um, worries. I think yeah, they, yeah. Because they, 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 uh, they pushed pretty hard. They produced some records. I think uh, at least one of some of those guys were in a group that got, um, I saw them in Spin Magazine. Um, oh, wow. And their, the, whole, the whole reason, uh, at least in a conversation with one of them that I had, he said the reason he came and he was speaking for the others was because where they came from was a small town, wasn't a lot of opportunity. And if they came here, you could uh, you could teach, you can get a paycheck, you get health insurance, you get large vacations. And uh, but they also had interest in teaching in the first place. So my point point I was trying to make is if you plan on uh, at least teaching somewhat and then the with the objective of focusing on that extra time to do your project, do your entrepreneurial thing, do your hobbies, whatever. Yeah. Cool. But if you don't, if you don't like teaching you're still going to have a bad time because that's part of your life then. True. Like, yeah. So I think that that might be another um, trap people fall in. It's like, you have to remember, it's like teaching's not necessarily easy and fun for everybody. Some people, you know, it's really a slog. I've always loved it since mm-hmm, the first mm-hmm. day. I never had a, you know, maybe I had a bad day here and there, but I've never had like a bad week even. You know, yeah, I just, no, I, really, I, I really, you and I are friends. I know, I know that you're, uh, you know, super passionate about, about teaching and, and enjoy it, uh, thoroughly. Um, I, I, I would put myself in that same, in that same basket. It's, it's part of my, my educational background is in, is in education. And so I, I do enjoy it too. Um, the trap of, I think the trap is is that there are a lot of pretty fun distractions that can yeah you, you know what I mean like sure. you've seen you've you've seen a lot of people that come here with good intentions and as they say the road to hell is paved with good intentions right so you you do your teaching yeah. job because you have to or else you got to leave the country but when it comes to the you know ooh Itaewon Hongdae band practice ah, you know you're being pulled in these these different directions. I think it's only the the ones that are really um you know centered on their uh on their goals that are the ones that are actually going to be so, able to that's 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 yeah. anywhere anytime yeah i mean right you gotta have you know that's that's kind of universal something i, I should I, I we should also add before the end of this 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 podcast we're talking about you know again channeling kevin let's not just talk about people that come here to teach yeah so let's yeah. say that Let's say you want to come here and you're not in, interested in teaching at all, or maybe you have been here teaching and you're kind of jaded. You don't like it, mm-hmm. right? That's, so that's a really common case. Like you go to Itaewon and interview 10 foreigners. You're going to find five to eight little bitch about their day job. Sure, um, sure. Which is yeah. also 
common anywhere in the world. But anyway, the point is they chose <laughs> yeah. to, to like relocate to the other side of the planet to bitch about their job. So <laughs> right. that's an issue. Right? Why yeah. have you done this? So um, a, a few of my very close friends, they were in this category. They were teaching. They had nothing nice to say about teaching to the point mm. I almost found it offensive because I liked it. So it was awkward to be in conversations with people like this. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, doesn't so, it suck? It's like man? I'm kind of taking this personally, uh, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like we're, you know, we get in conversations where you know people have had a, one too many beers and it's like teaching's bullshit. I'm like, I am a teacher and I'm kind of proud of that. Like, well, yeah. but it's it's because of the frustration. They weren't enjoying it. They didn't find yeah. it. Didn't have a knack for it. It was a means to something else but they weren't ready to leave um leave soul they had mm-hmm. community they had friends and they're looking around them they see all these bright lights all these people hey there's something happening here so they got a uh mba it was a really popular mba i want to say it's partnered with like syracuse university it was okay. relatively inexpensive you heard of this one i think it was like 10k or something and it's two-year program, yeah so it's i think i'm familiar with this one program. yeah 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 I don't know all the details. Did they end up doing like guys, translation work for a company or something or or in, in some kind uh, of uh no one of my one of my buddies he worked for a patent office. So he wanted to experience working like in Korea at a you know professional level and doing yeah. something other than so he did that. Um and got to enjoy all of the uh, trappings of working for a Korean company, which, uh, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> you know, might not have it's, been. Instead of uh, four hours yeah. of practice a night, he uh, was there for the last five minutes. You know. Yeah. No, I think I think it was a good experience for him, and it, it, yeah. it built out uh, his resume. And then he ended up going back. He got married here. He had uh, two lovely children they moved back to america and um he's mm-hmm. uh he's doing fine and the other guy he worked for a um i want to say it was uh i don't know what type but a plastic surgery is huge here so it was some plastic yeah, yeah, surgery yeah. and he was in i want to say public relations i remember watching a video advertisement type thing that he did he was the, the spokesperson for it um but those guys were, you know, just dudes here with bachelor's degrees and teaching ESL and grumpy. And look right. what they did. No, they were able to like give it a go, experiment. So yeah. regardless yeah. of you know, the outcome and their happiness, whatever, you could judge that. Go interview them. My point is there's opportunities to get funky. Look what they did. That's the one thing I yeah. think that people don't understand is they they think that teaching is the end all of all, you know? Oh, I got this hogwan yeah. job. I'm not too happy with it. Um, well, there's nowhere to parlay that into anything better. And uh, I mean, a little, the funny thing is that I find in Korea is uh, a lot of people are afraid to ask um, and mm-hmm. investigate. And if you just put yourself out there, you'd be kind of surprised at how many people are actually looking for somebody to you know looking for somebody like that it's like oh no one's ever asked that before but that's a very interesting idea you know i mean if you just put yourself out there i mean what's the worst that can happen if somebody says no all right then you move on to the next thing you know but um to uh, you know don't don't listen to the black pill people they're number one they don't know what they're talking about 
And number two, misery loves company, right? And they want someone else that they can kind of just like bitch and moan with and make themselves feel better about their position. And so, I, you know. Well, we could do it. We, I think we did kind of an episode on that way back when we started this channel. And yeah. It might not be a bad visit because I do like, and I mean, I've been fortunate in my life to have had the opportunity opportunities to allow me to say this but i i'm a big fan of just radical optimism like mm -hmm, hardcore mm -hmm. positivity because why not mm -hmm. just why not um you know not to the point of being absurd but i think um that's something that this podcast uh we kind of started talking about those concepts because we were bringing you know to the table hey it's a few foreigners that have been in soul for you know combined what 40 years or whatever our tagline is yeah <laughs> and, and had great experiences you know yeah yeah i mean we freaking love it um yeah yeah so yeah it might not be bad to to revisit that in a future podcast talking about the whole like black pill scene because i also know it's it's easy to find that contingent because it's it's the human condition to be mm -hmm. you know satisfied and, and grumpy it's not necessarily you know always the case that those people then find the motivation to get out of that so yeah if you go to itaewon tonight it's saturday is it no it's sunday yeah but if you went tonight you walk into any pub you could probably in a few minutes walk around and find that conversation yeah about yeah damn this place and damn that and you know how crappy and maybe one of those people will turn around and, you know, get their MBA and end up, you know, working for a patent office and experimenting with life. Yeah. But, you know, it's easy to think like that's just the 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 plateau. I don't know. Right, right. And, you know, there are, you know, some obstacles to to overcome, but they're not insurmountable. You know, it's it, it does take a little bit of effort. And if you if you can maintain that radical positivity that you were talking about, you may find that what seemed like a, I don't know, uh, uh, a, a three meter fence is actually only, you know, a half meter fence. You know what I mean? Like getting over that is it wasn't as nearly as difficult as you thought it was going to be. And, uh, and you're like, hey, well, I got over that one. Uh, maybe I can get over the next one and the next one. And the, the opportunities and do. Here, yeah. yeah. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, I think most, most people here have the ability to get weird and the ability to take chances because if you came here already you must have jettisoned a, you know something right you it came takes, over a big takes, obstacle yeah. right yeah yeah you already <laughs> took a pretty wild turn to show up on the other side of the planet come on buddy yeah. come on this no, wasn't a uh, th this wasn't a uh, you know a, a two hour flight to uh, Cabo San Luca or whatever whatever that uh, yeah. place is you know what I mean like this is a uh, you know this was a this was quite a leap of faith and so if you're willing to come this far investigate a little bit farther there, you might find something very interesting that you might not have even known existed you know so yeah. Um, yeah, we should find some some more people to interview that have um, have messed around, transitioned between careers and different uh, projects. We should get some more interviews. Yeah, I'll I'll leave uh, today's podcast with this. Uh, Ryan, I got an email from uh, one of our listeners, 
and uh, he's quite the avid biker. And so he was uh, really interested in uh, coming on the podcast. So I thought maybe I will yeah. schedule him for a couple of weeks and we can talk to uh, this guy. He's been around for a while. He's an expat and uh, he's got quite a bit of experience doing uh, bike trails and things like that. So I thought maybe connecting you guys would be the, uh, you know, the perfect synthesis. So, right. uh, yeah, right. well, we I'll set that something. up. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. All right, man. Hey, thanks for uh, for chatting. And maybe uh, today we're sans seven, uh, Kevin, but uh, I think he'll be back in, in a couple of weeks for our next podcast. And uh, to our listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we are doing the podcast every two weeks. Um, and uh, if you are a fan of the podcast, the best thing you can do for us is go to Apple Podcasts and give us a positive review that really helps us out. And uh, you can go to our website at thesoulpatch.com and uh, you can listen to the podcast right there in its audio form. So with that said, thanks a lot, everybody. We will see you next next week on The Patch. Take care. It's all.